Welcome back to The Sacred Life. I'm Shan Vanderleek, and today I'm speaking with renegade mystic and my good friend, Lisa Adams, about the wild ride of 2021, current astrological happenings, and her forecast for 2022. Lisa takes people through the depths of their shadow work, transformation, and initiation processes so they can rise to their potential. She offers luxury, one-on-one immersion retreats, year-long readings, and so much more. It's just wonderful to have you here, Lisa. Welcome back to The Sacred Life. Thank you, Shan. I love our check-ins. It's so much fun, and it's always so powerful. I get jazzed every time we speak. I do, too. And I know you. we've talked on this podcast, I don't know, five times, maybe more. I don't know. It's been a long it's been many conversations, and each one brings so much, so much treasure, so much gold. And today, before we came together for this podcast, I drew a goddess card, as I always do, and Bast, independent, came up. Your independence <laughs> is a foundation for your strength and success. And like you, I just giggled because you're one of the most strong, independent women I know. And this year has really put you through it. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, there for all the things that I've personally endured this year, it's it's really kind of crumbled some of the like barriers I keep around my heart and draw, you know, help me to drop into even more compassion for other people. And it's it's just been so interesting. I feel like this year has been a lot more challenging than even last year for yeah. most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would really I would agree as well. And so when when Bast came up, and and just thinking about what what happens when we go through it, and how, as you said, that some of the shield, some of the armor falls away we get really clear on what is important and perhaps what we've been carrying around that is no longer of service to us and to our beings, our bodies, our families, or, you know, just the whole, I've had so much come through. So, and so much has fallen away and it hasn't as tough as it's been. I don't really know how to put words to it because I'm, I'm grateful for where things are at right now, but, but I'm not going to lie. It's been one hell of a year. Yeah. You put it really well. And I think what you just said is a great way to encapsulate where we're at in this moment of the very end of 2021, because whatever hasn't already like been sloughed off or fallen away or whatever we haven't already given up or sacrificed or just let go of, now is that time. We are really called to it hardcore. Mm. And did you want to speak to any of the stories and experiences that that you have been through this year? Yeah, well, I think I think one of the biggest pieces for me that speaks to a lot of stuff is valuing my health. I've had some health issues. I mean, we all are really more aware of valuing our health uh, right now because of, you know, the pandemic. But the other piece is my understanding of relationships and community has done almost a a 180. 
my concentric circles of people and community and relationships have shifted dramatically. Whereas before it felt like there was all these kind of concentric circles close together. Now it's like there's a couple of really tight ones close in and then there's a ton of space and then there's like outer community. And so it's much more clear to me now which relationships I value, which relationships are true and founded on like absolute loyalty and trust and love without agenda versus the performative ones. I mean, I hate to say this because I'm part of the spiritual community, but the spiritual community is just not turning me on right now. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. And I mirror your experience as well. I have seen that my tight knit group of people who truly show up and care for me unconditionally. And, And honestly, the fact that I have more than one person that I get to be in relationship with in that way is just stunning and beautiful. And I'm so incredibly grateful because the more that I let the other surface relationships fall away, the, the richer my life becomes and the more me I will be. I will show up more from the space of this uh, gorgeous energy that I am versus trying to make it something different to fit into some sort of box or some sort of acceptable way of being so that I don't make anybody uncomfortable or, you know, (laughs) 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 because, and I know you can relate to that because we're both women who can absolutely walk into a room and make people walk out of it without saying a word. And at Mm -hmm. the same time to be completely held and loved and admired and respected and in relationship with people who get it and get us and we reciprocate that with them. Yes. I think one of one of the poignant sort of threads through the pandemic and I'll say the pandemic even though I know there's so much more to it than that is you know we've had to go inward and we've had to really be careful about who we interact with and how we interact. But the I think the underlying need for that speaks to to intimate personal relationships that are truly connected versus it's not really natural for human beings to have like, you know, 5,000 friends um, (laughs) as we do on social media, right? It's just, yeah, yeah, because we don't know those people. We we don't even know half those people. So I think it's kind of a, a more grounded approach to relationships and nurturing actual relationships versus just like networking and all of that. I I think it feels more authentic. I noticed that uh, even I just celebrated my birthday a couple days ago and and it was so sweet to see how many people were kind to comment and wish me happy birthday. And I was looking at that and going, wow, I have no idea who this person is or this person is, this person is. And of course I'd see people that I haven't heard from and ages. And that was so nice. And, and and again, it was nice to have these kind words from from everyone who decided to to stop on my page and do that. But at the same time, I thought, wow, isn't that interesting that I don't probably 20% of these people, maybe, maybe 30%, I don't even know. And, and we're in this, in this interesting virtual world doing what we do. And our businesses certainly benefit from that. And 
I have made some some great friendships as well. I mean, you're case in point, you. Yes. I met you in the virtual space. But even that for me, even that circle has gotten smaller and tighter yeah. and diff- just different in the way that, that I behave and show up and the clients I work with and the interviews I do and all, and all of that. Yeah, I, I hear you 100%. And of course, when we're, when we're doing the really authentic work, when we're showing up fully as who we are with like all the beauty, all the shadow, all the ugh. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, that's, yeah, that's one of the, the things my friends and I say all the time. It's like, you know, another thing will pop up and we'll just be like, ugh, you know, <laughs> but we show up with all of it. And I'm even, I'm even different about what I'm sharing in social media now too, because I don't feel like not everybody gets access to me or my deeper innermost anything unless yeah. they freaking earned it. Yes, I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think this is a really great segue because we're here. It's like it's December. We've got some really huge things about to take place. And I think that what we're speaking to is going to be a continuation on this theme. Yeah as we go into December and December is so important to what's taking place next year. It's, it's a portal. It is a huge portal. 2022 has these really powerful end caps and the beginning of it starts like pretty much right now. And then the end of it is going to it's going to be like another sort of end of the year portal from 2022 into 2023. I want to start off with speaking to the nodes of fate. So nodes are points of connection between the sun and the moon. And these are ever shifting and the the nodes take place in complementary signs across, you know, the sky, if you will. And when the nodes shift as they do, they spend about a year and a half in two complementary signs. Those nodes are shifting right now out of Gemini and Sagittarius and into Taurus and Scorpio. In Gemini and Sagittarius, the nodes are part of what has underlined polarity and the polarization in narratives, thoughts, understanding what we believe, you know, because there's such a disparity there's not a lot of common ground there. It's like everybody's kind of gone more to one side or another with their beliefs, but it's really shaken up our understanding and belief systems and caused a lot of us to have to do a lot of inner work around what do I believe? Just like you and I were speaking to about relationships and community, I think that's definitely been part of it. But also how do we receive and analyze and integrate information and communicate that. Even as the nodes are shifting right now, the work doesn't just all of a sudden wrap up and it's neatly done. You know, that will obviously be a continuing theme. But now the nodes are shifting, and this is a big collective shift. The north node is going into Taurus. So we just had um you know, a full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus. So it's our first eclipse um, in Taurus and Scorpio. And what that is calling us to is 
our own ideas of worth and self-worth, how we take care of our bodies and our health, how we be embodied, and also like how do we resource from within, but also what do we have resource-wise? How do we how do we deal with resources, including like income, but also our home and what surrounds us? How do we how do we do those resources in a way that is more aligned? It's more grounded. It's more ecologically minded and sustainable. And also, how do we trust that we are provided for, like universally provided for? Because Taurus is an earth sign. And Taurus really brings us into the body. It wants us to be embodied. And it helps us to know that to be aware or to have awareness means to access that from the wisdom housed within the body. It's not about the mind. Mm, I love that. And there's so much beauty there too. And that Taurus is loves to be comfortable and beautiful and be surrounded by lovely things. And <laughs> mm-hmm. the, um, the South node is moving from Sagittarius into Scorpio. And, you know, if you know anything about Scorpio, you know that we are going to be diving into some really deep waters emotionally. We're going to be diving into themes of sex, death, taxes, and money, and other people's money. It's an opportunity to uncover secrets, especially the dark, seedy, shadowy kinds of secrets. And The south node going into Scorpio is going to be like, what are the secrets? Let's uncover stuff. I think the the most brilliant indicator of that energy is those Pandora papers that were recently published about all of the government leaders in the U.S. and throughout the world that have like offshore bank accounts where they're trying to protect a bunch of like large sums of money and assets and not pay taxes on it, and how there's some corruption and greed wrapped up in that. So much has been coming out even before these nodes shift. I think that it's going to be really interesting that when they do, how much more we see, how much more the curtain is, is pulled back. Yes. Like I'm, it's kind of like, you know, get your popcorn ready and watch. (laughs) Right. But then another great example of this is the Ghislaine Maxwell um, trial going on right now. Like that seedy sort of underbelly of sex, sex crime, sexual assault, you know, like these kinds of themes, the Me Too movement taking another shift into uncovering these kinds of themes as well. I think we're going to see more of that. Mm. That's going to be the tough part. But what I what I invite people to do with this nodal shift is understand it's an invitation towards integrity, but also holding compassion for your own shadow understanding how the larger themes in society and in the news are the macrocosm. And when you take those kinds of themes, you just, you know, you turn it around on yourself and personalize it and see how it speaks to you. Yeah. 
So the nodes will, will be in these signs for the next year and a half. So we've got a lot of work to do. And I love that the universe is like, let's call everybody's attention to the secret stuff that we need to look at, but also wealth and money and resources and how we do that better and in integrity. And it, it also shifts some of the energy away from all the fire and air and into earth and water. Yeah. Into grounding. <laughs> um, and, and intuition, right? Yeah. Yes. So as you look at the year to come, how do you want to forecast that? Do you want to take us month by month, quarter by quarter, over umbrella view or whatever you I, prefer? There, yeah, thank you. I think the umbrella view is the way to go because there's just so much to speak to. Okay. There's, uh, yeah, highlights. So the first big highlight is the one I said is the portal that's taking us from 2021 and on into 2022. And that's the Venus retrograde. That's a six-week retrograde of Venus in Capricorn that begins on the 19th of December. So just a few days after this podcast airs, and it goes through the end of January. And the reason it's a big deal is because Venus does not retrograde often, but also she rules love and money. And so she kind of rules everything, I say. I like to say she rules the world. (laughs) Um, (laughs) love and money like there's not much more than that but right Um, and she's also the ruler of that Taurus north node so Mm -hmm. I think Venus is the big player to sort of you know look to and follow throughout the year because she's ushering us in to 2022 by taking us underground because she's in Capricorn throughout that entire time, and she's been in Capricorn for a little while already, and she's going to be in Capricorn for a bit after the end of January, she's hanging out with Pluto. So she's going down into Hades, and she's having conversations with Pluto. And so that is more about uncovering shadow work. But I think what's beautiful about this is... When we think about money and death, because that's that's Hades, that's sort of Pluto's realm, and we think about shadow, I feel like it, it's calling us to our values. Like, what do we value? How does death color, um, like death and loss, how does that color what we value? I think I think it means everything to to what is true worth and value in in life because we wouldn't value life if death weren't a reality. Right. So it's like an, this underground sort of almost initiation. Part of what makes that really potent is because where Pluto is in Capricorn, like Pluto is uncovering like all the dredges and uncovering the corruption that we're seeing Pluto's down there going, okay, we're going to, we're going to look at all of it. And Pluto calls us to really get into integrity and Venus wants us to be in integrity too, though she takes a different tact, but those two are hanging out down there together. 
and they're they're really right next to the very poignant degree where Saturn and Pluto were conjunct, which kicked off the COVID pandemic and the shutdown. Isn't that something? I find it all so fascinating. <laughs> I just think like, not only do we get to go into crown, but like there are gifts to be had there. And so even though it can be emotionally intense for us, I think we just have to keep looking to the boons and maybe like asking Venus and asking Pluto because they both rule money and wealth, d- different aspects of money and wealth, but to, to just ask them for the boon, like give me the gift. I'm, yeah. I'm here to receive the gift. We, we don't have to just hold the discomfort and the, and the grief. Hmm. There's grace in that though. So to add to this intensity, of course, Venus retrogrades right before winter solstice. That's like a couple days later. And then on the 28th, Jupiter goes out of Aquarius and into Pisces. So that's going to really shift energy over into out of thought and into feeling. It's going to call us towards even more compassion for self and others. And it'll invite us too with this conversation that um, Venus and Pluto are going to be having. Jupiter is also going to ask us more about what are we devoted to and what are we creating. Mm-hmm. And it's not as much a thought process because we're, it's moving out of Aquarius. Saturn's still going to be in Aquarius throughout 2022, but Jupiter and Saturn are kind of going their own separate ways to inform us from different angles. I think it's going to be a a much better feeling once Jupiter gets into Pisces for all of us, because then we could really be much more in our heart space. Yeah. And and when, when does that happen again? That is on the 28th of December. And so this is also fascinating. So right after that, We get into January and then the sun is going to come along and it's going to conjunct Pluto and Capricorn. The sun's going to really light up and bring to light even more of what's kind of stuffed underneath. Anything that's been shoved down or hidden away or kept secret, the sun's going to be like, okay, so let's, let's really bring this out into the light. Let's uncover some things that we hadn't seen before. We need to. We need to really look. We need to look at the things that we don't necessarily want to see, or even to look at the stuff that we've suspected and kind of really know inside of us, but haven't had the the tangible proof or that like seeing is believing kind of thing. And even seeing and claiming some things that are really wonderful about us and who we be. Yeah. That we don't want to look at, that we deny. I always say that the shadow is often really where the true gifts lie within us. Mm-hmm. And if, we, if we're willing to go down and dig beneath the shadow, then there's that buried treasure that we house within ourselves. And so for the women who are listening that are like, okay, uh, I feel like I've been in Nana's descent for two years already. What is this new year going to, is is it going to lighten up? 
I I think the next year is going to be one of a, like needing to really make sure that we ground understanding that embodiment is the way to awareness and intuition and that we've got to maintain flexibility because just when we think we understand or know something um, and we want to start to get comfortable with it, things are going to pivot and change. It's going to be a ton of movement, yeah. um, like astrologically, but also within our own lives. So maintaining our health and our groundedness and, um, you know, getting enough rest, but also just accessing that deep wisdom internally is going to be where it's at cool. big time. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of Neptune conjunctions through February and March, which are really going to call us into discernment and looking at what is illusion versus what is real, but it's calling us to dream and create. And also the dissolution of different boundaries, or like we were talking about the barriers that we build around around our hearts. So that like all these different planets are going to come through and start having these big conversations with Neptune. So there's, you know, going to be an amplification of the Pisces energy and the compassion. But we have to maintain this understanding of what's real versus what's not. And it can get murky when we're hanging out with Neptune and Pisces. It can get murky. You know, a lot of us might feel like, oh, I want to kind of party or you know, or drink or get a little crazy, we're going to have to really watch that, I think, for, yeah, for a while. Here is another fascinating piece that I think you're going to totally be like, oh my gosh, because this is so big. Every so often, Venus and Mars get together and they are considered the lovers of the Zodiac. He, like Mars is the primordial masculine, Venus is the primordial feminine. They love each other, but they don't get to hang out that often because of the way their orbits and their movements are. But they are going to have a huge conjunction in Capricorn that instead of just being like a little kiss as they pass by one another is really going to last for almost a full month or so. Oh, when is that? Because that's where Mars lives as well. I have both Mars and Venus and Capricorn. Okay. So that is going to happen. It's going to begin on February 16th. Oh, I love that. So, yeah, once, uh, once Venus has started going forward again and Mars comes in there, they get to hang out, they get to hold hands, they get to continue talking about you know, love and integrity and, um, you know, all like those kind of Pluto and Capricorn things, but then they're really going to spend some time together. And after this time or towards the end of this time together, the next thing that happens is they enter into, into Aquarius Together. So while we're in this age of Aquarius that just began basically almost exactly a year ago, they get to help usher in their understanding of Aquarius. Yes. So that's going to be a big deal. And there's going to be a big conjunction also on the 3rd of March. So I think February and March have a lot of beautiful aspects that we can really like when the lovers are hanging out together, it's going to make for sweet Valentine's. It's going to make for a lot of 
loving, connected kind of feeling in our relationships, especially our primary and romantic ones. And I think it calls for like a further integration of those polarized sort of, you know, yin and yang energies within us and around us. Bring it. Oh my goodness. And I just wanted to, to mention too, for some of you who are like, what, what is she talking about? Like, if you feel, if you feel like some of these um, nodes and, and languaging around the astrology, if it's, if it's a little bit over your head, reach out to Lisa because she does free consultations. She does readings. She does all kinds of good stuff at, at the Renegade Mystic. And, and you can go to therenegademystic.com and see everything that she's offering. But just know that we all have to start somewhere. And I know for some of you, you're like just right in it because you know and you've been studying. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of information. The, the biggest thing is to take away the meaning Yes. Um, than to follow a lot of real specific things. Now let's throw some let's throw some Mercury retrograde in the mix, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we? Yeah. So Mercury's gonna retrograde four times in 2022. One of the retrogrades is going to be taking place during um during the last portion of this Venus retrograde in Capricorn. So January 14th through February 3rd, Mercury is going to be retrograding in Capricorn. So Capricorn is going to really be, I don't know, like the big sort of PowerPoint for a few months here for us. So we just, we need to understand that and we need to rest. You know, it's winter time energies. So I think that's really um, interesting. And that all that Capricorn energy, like we are so being called to restructure and devise new systems of being, government, society, but also in our personal lives, and to do so with integrity. Like that's a big, big theme right now. And if we're not in integrity, we're going to kind of get a little bitch slapped by that. So here is what's fascinating about these Mercury retrogrades. The first one in January happens in Capricorn. The one at the end of the year will also be in Capricorn. And then the two between that, they're going to go from air signs into earth signs. So it's almost all earth sign, but the difference of going from thinking and air, which is Mercury does great there, and over into an earth sign, further points to this embodiment piece Mm -hmm. and accessing awareness from the body from within. Mm. If you work with it, if you have an understanding of how to best flow through Mercury retrograde, it really makes it much easier than, than if you don't, than if you're, if you're trying to make things happen. And if you're super impatient, <laughs> if you're, all, you know, all of, that's just not going to bode well. But if you, if you realize that, oh, this is a time to review and renew and all of the re's, right? All of the things yeah. that we can do to, okay, let's, let's get out that magnifying glass and see what we can clean up. And re, yeah, revisit, revise. Like it's just, yeah, it's all the rewords for sure. Um, <laughs> Mercury wants us to slow down and do some grounding. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's definitely calling us to, to yeah go from being in our heads to grounding into our bodies and slowing, slowing the F down. Yeah, right. Beyond the Mercury retrogrades, what, mm-hmm. what's next? What are the other couple of big things that are going to happen in 2022? All right. So eclipses. We always have eclipses. There's usually a set of two kinds of eclipses each year. And because those nodes have shifted to Taurus and Scorpio, we're going to be having Taurus and Scorpio eclipses. And they take place about every six months. They are like the universe pushes the fast forward button on evolution. And it causes things to happen that maybe we hadn't anticipated or thought of. Or even the things that we know are coming to a head, eclipses are like, okay, here it goes. And it starts that domino progression of events and things to change where we're at and what's going on. Mm. And then the other like really big thing that's happening um, for 2022, the end of the year, the portal that's going to take us from 2022 and on into 2023 is a Mars retrograde. So we're starting with Venus retrograde. We end with Mars retrograde. And just like Venus retrograde is a rare occasion, so is a Mars retrograde. These things don't happen as often as almost all the other planets retrograde every year, but not Venus and not Mars. And they are such personal planets that we feel their effects um, more profoundly, intensely, and deeply. So Mars is going to retrograde from uh, October 30th, so right at Samhain, and then it's going to take us through to uh, January 12th of 2023, and it's going to be retrograde in Gemini, which is kind of a strange placement for that time of year. But I see this as um, a great way to take us into that place beyond the veil that we honor at that time of year, like the stripping away. But it's going to be a lot about how we communicate. And we're going to need to look at our anger and how we work with anger in our communication. And Mars retrograde calls us to be much more still. And that's, mm. that's tricky for a lot of us. But thankfully, that time of year, we know it's time to start uh, cultivating the stillness and the sure. hibernation. Sure. Yeah. There's so many aspects happening. I, I, it's, it's way too much to, to cover <laughs> in, a, in this podcast and during yeah. our time together. Yeah, but you know, you've really <clears throat> hit on the, on the highlights and... If anyone listening is interested in having uh, getting a reading done, reach out to Lisa. I've worked with her for years, and she knows what she's doing, and she can really uh, help you have a better understanding of what this potent year is and how it is going to impact your, your chart and, and your world. It's so exciting, and those readings right now are some of the most powerful readings I've been doing for a while. Looking at people's charts, telling them their natal chart, but also talking about this is what's alive and real and what to look at and what to look for. Are there any special offerings that you want to share? Um, Yes, thanks for asking. 
I do year-long readings uh, with, with tarot cards that are really beautiful and potent. You get a huge overview of the year ahead. Um, it's about an hour and a half long reading. It's so fun and it really helps you to understand how to navigate all these astrological things I was just speaking to. But also, I do a lot of special things for Venus retrograde because it's so important. So I'm going to be offering a special reading that includes a look at your chart so we can talk about Venus and important aspects, as well as using the cards, the tarot and the oracle cards to look at what you're learning and navigating and what the gifts are that are inherent during the retrograde. And can they get that information and and join you for that offering at therenegademystic.com? Yes, I've not put the Venus, uh, the Venus retrograde one up just yet, but that's okay. If you reach out for any kind of reading, we can speak about it. And I can also let you know that that's what's going on if you want to do that one. So yeah, you, you, there's a lot of options. We can really customize things to, to meet your needs. Mm, fantastic. Well, as always, you are such an oracle, wise woman. You always share so much wonderful information. Thank you for your study. Thank you for how you dig deep and share from your big, beautiful heart. And Mm. I appreciate you and look forward to speaking with you again soon. Yeah, Shan, let's, let's make sure it's sooner than later, because I really appreciate talking with you and sharing. Thank you so much. My pleasure. That was the renegade mystic, Lisa Adams. Learn more about her readings and current offerings at therenegademystic.com.